Welcome back to the Other Side of 45 podcast. I'm your host, Randy Black. This podcast is about taking chances, owning my mistakes, addressing generational generational family trauma and curses, completing my 50-50s by 50 list, and just my life as a single MC master. This is your first time listening. Welcome. Please subscribe, subscribe and rate this podcast five stars. Now, I wasn't going to address this, but I felt it wouldn't be fair not to. So, where have I been? I haven't posted an episode since October. I took two months off, not intentionally. I was under a lot of stress. I'm working two jobs. Really not feeling one of those jobs, if you get what I'm saying. I also found out that I have to have surgery 10 days. 10, 10, 10 days after my 48th birthday on January 20th is when I have to have a surgery. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of details on this particular episode because I don't have that much information, but I am going to dedicate an episode um, that about the surgery after it's over. Oh, just so you know, I have, a, have to have a total hysterectomy. It is going to be with a robot. I mean, I'm going to be sleeping. I won't know anything about it, but that's the surgery. It's a total hysterectomy. Um, and I freaked out because after I found out that I had to have the hysterectomy, I started watching TikTok videos from women who have had the surgery. Oh my God, it was awful. And then my surgeon sent me a video with way too many details regarding the surgery. And saying I've been freaking out about the surgery since then. Now my children, the girls are scheduled to return to school the week prior. One's scheduled, my youngest is scheduled, is supposed to go back to school, uh, I believe a week before the surgery. And then my oldest actually is scheduled to go back the week of the surgery. So the surgery is on a Friday, it's on January 20th. She's supposed to go back. Her classes start on the 17th. Um, not, I don't want my kids to have to, you know, miss school. They both said they wanted to be here, but it has to make sense, you know. Now, my surgeon suggested that I have someone stay with me to help me while I recover. The total recovery, the real recovery is six to eight weeks. Now, as far as work is concerned, my surgeon said that I could probably come back to work after being out for two weeks on one of my jobs. The other one, I probably have to stay out a full six to eight weeks. Not sure yet. That's why I said I didn't want to do too much information because I don't have a lot of answers right now. But I'll give you what I have. Um, on top of that, I received a jury summons, yes, to appear for jury duty on the day of my pre-op. Now, that's easy enough to get out of. I called them and I, was, and I told them about the surgery. And they told me what I needed to do. So I don't have to worry about jury duty. Um, now, on top of, okay, I had posted on my Instagram that I was having issues with my knee. That was true, but then it got a lot worse. I don't want to say a lot worse. I don't want to make it sound like I'm being all dramatic, but it did get worse. So, I did share, I believe, on my Instagram that my foot was swelling so bad that it, I remember one time, I, I don't know if you, you remember, uh, you probably know, but anyway, that I foot has swollen so much that I couldn't get my sock off. Um, the swelling also got really bad one day that I couldn't even 
um, put my shoes on when it was time for me to go to work. And that's because the day prior, so that morning I had to be to work, um, my feet were swollen. And for the last couple of months, every single solitary day, my feet were swollen. Now, when I go to bed at night, the swelling goes down noticeably. But this particular day, the swelling had not. And I was like, that's odd. And I knew that day I had not put my feet up. And I don't always put my feet up, just to be honest with you. But for some reason, it was really bad this particular day. I was trying to go to work. I couldn't get my ugly black shoes on. And I was like, huh, I can't get my freaking shoes on. So I called work and I told them. And then someone was sick with my foot raised to try to get the swelling down. It was taking forever. I went on ahead and called them back and said, look, I can't get my shoes on. I have to wear slippers. And they were like, she was like, fine, whatever. Uh, and eventually the swelling went down enough for me to get my shoes on that day. So you can see now what I've kind of been dealing with for the past few months, every single solitary day, swollen feet, both swollen. And then if I stand up for too long, my calves were swollen. I, let me tell you, it was so bad. The swelling was so bad. And I was looking at my feet and I were big already. I was like, this don't look right. This like, first it was a right foot. And then I started measuring the right foot and it was three inches bigger the right leg, um, the calf, was three inches larger than the left. Then it started on my left leg. And so I started measuring, same thing, three to four, sometimes five inches larger than the other one, even though both of them were swollen. We're talking about some major, major swelling. Um, so I, I don't know why. Oh, I think it was for me to try to prove that I'm seeing what I'm seeing. <laughs> so I already knew that the medication that they had me on was causing the swelling. I just thought at some point that it needed to give, there had to be a solution because this was gonna be medication I was gonna be on for a while. So my thing was, are y'all expecting me to be swollen, have swollen feet every day and not be able to walk? And I, there were days I couldn't walk, stand. And I reached out to my doctor's office. Well, the doctors with my insurance carrier, you know, through Chad and she was like, no, that's normal. And I'm like, this can't be right. You cannot be telling me the truth. And so, you know, they have access to all your medical records. And she was like, no, that's one more for the medication that you're on. So basically, I was just told every day, come home, put your feet up. So we're talking, go nowhere, do nothing. Just to get the swelling out so that I can have less swelling the next day. I did not like that at all. So that was me you know dealing with that so it was hard for me to concentrate on content and rec record episodes for the podcast like there's a couple episodes you know things that i did that i was able to record but you understand i would go out and do something and go home and my feet would be so swollen i could barely walk i could barely get up sometimes i couldn't get off the couch because of the pain and the swelling so this seemed to be a lot to ask for medication that was going to be on for a while but that's what I was dealing with these last couple months um, I'm still in the pre-op track to my surgery I went to my first pre-op appointment and received a conditional clearance for surgery so she was like my doctor was like I'm going to approve you but if you don't get the BP blood pressure down they're not going to do the surgery so she changed my medication, thank goodness. 
And she was like, this is some strong medication where I'm not worried about your blood pressure not going down. But I have to go back, of course, for a follow-up to document that my blood pressure actually went down. And I'm not even concerned about that. I love my um, new primary doctor. She's a black woman. She changed my prescription. And guess what? She saw the swelling and she was like, this isn't good. And she changed it so the new medication is better for my kidneys and the swelling is not as bad. I'm not saying I have zero swelling. It's just not like it was. Like, since I've been on the medication, I can go and walk all day and not be in pain. That's new from the past three months. You have no idea the relief I felt and that my feet are not so swollen that I'm no longer in pain. Like, it was, it felt like my skin was going to pop. It was so swollen. And I don't have to do that anymore. Still some swelling because I'm still on the other medication that also causes swelling. Um, after I recover, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to regu- regularly exercising again. You remember, if you all follow my Instagram, I was exercising every single day. I was losing weight. I was fi- losing weight. I was feeling great. I was swimming. Of course, it's too cold to swim right now. But, you know, all of that changed when they put me on this new medication and then finding out I needed surgery. I was, before this, um, I was hiking on my few Sundays off. And I think I injured myself while I was hiking because I was wearing the wrong footwear. Now, I I went after that day when I hurt myself wearing the wrong footwear when I was hiking. I purchased some appropriate hiking boots that I have yet to be able to wear. And I've had them for a couple months because I bought the shoes before the swelling got as bad as it got. So it was like, shoes arrived, swelling got worse. So I never got a chance to wear them. But now that things are looking better, I can. But I'm only a couple of days away <laughs> from surgery. Not a couple, I'm only three weeks away from surgery. So it's like, girl, you can't win for losing. Okay, so... All of that swelling and pain and all the things that got me to where I need to be, to where I need to have surgery, that took away from things that I enjoy. Getting away from those things make me a little stressed and unhappy. Now, I don't want to use the word depressed because that's not a word that I want to use all day with. It's a very serious term and I, I'm try, I try to be careful when I use it. But I think you get it. That's a lot on a person's mental health to deal with. In a short period of time, I was disappointed because I had plans for my life. I was like, I'm going to travel for the holidays. I mean, I wanted to visit local trails to do some hiking. And I, I tried to keep my stress level down by trying new things. If you follow me on Instagram, in November, November was squash month. I started new squash. But honestly, that squash video that you saw, I was standing up in the kitchen and I had been standing, and my feet were already swollen. I had been standing up. By the time I finished that very short recording, I was like stiffed trying to walk back and get my feet up. So it's just everything got derailed with the pain in my legs and then my knees. So for some time during this last three months, I was advised by people in my circle, not there, none of them are medical professionals, that I might actually have arthritis. So whenever I would be seated in a seated position and get up, my knee would pop and crack. And sometimes it would just pop and crack as I walk. And then a few people would hear it. They'd be like, is that your knee? I was like, yeah. So then they started telling me, this one person in particular started telling me stories 
about having a total knee replacement and oh you should do that and honey i was in no condition to handle except any more bad news but this is what was happening now that i'm on this new medication the swelling just has decreased the knee is actually better but i think i still need to get it looked at because i can still hear the cracking and popping every now and again but it's not nearly as bad as when i was on that other medication so at my pre-op appointment i also was advised to have an ekg for my heart because my heart my doctor heard a heart murmur now listen i'm not concerned about that at all because it's not uncommon for those who have anemia now i have iron deficiency anemia i've had two iron transfers transfusion excuse me in september thankfully my blood count has not reduced that's in um, part due to the medication I was prescribed for the fibroids. Okay, that's why the surgery, because I have fibroids. It just gets better and better. Now, <clears throat> even though I've had the iron infusion, um, I'm still anemic. My body does not absorb iron like most people, and that's why you can hear my heart murmur. Even though my blood count is up and my iron is up enough, I still have deficiency anemia and which causes my heart to work harder which causes a heart murmur it's usually very just it's not usually uh harmful but it's something you have to keep an eye on because it can quickly turn into something an injury with, um problem with my heart valve so they advise she advised that i have an ekg after my surgery but she was like, you got enough going on right now, so why don't you, why don't you wait for the EKG? So I think you'll be fine. But she did note it in my chart, so that's something. <laughs> Y'all, this list just gets longer. I know. So, um, like I said, I have fibroids, which is why I have to have a hysterectomy. Now, the medication to control the fibroids is a very strong birth control. I take five times the recommended dosage because of how bad the fibroids are. That's through my surgeon. It is normal what they normally take i take literally five pills a day for this birth control that's how strong that's how bad my fibroids are which is why i need surgery <sighs> more prescriptions equal what more side effects so no i have not been great these last couple months now on a positive note everyone on my medical team believes that 2023 will be a great year for me and my health and i'm told that i'm going to feel better than i felt in years how exciting is that? After being in a dark place these past few months, I'm looking forward to positive news and better health. Now, while I'm in recovery, I plan to read two books a week. Yep, two books. Now, the recovery, like I said, is six to eight weeks total. But the first two weeks are going to be the weeks that I consider my recovery weeks because I want to be able to work. It might extend to week three. We don't know, but we're going to say two weeks. We're going to be positive. So after I'm on uh, the two to three weeks, I'll say two weeks, I'm going to do two books for those two weeks. So that's four books in those two weeks. And then after that, for the uh, remaining, it may be two books a month. I'm not sure. So what I've decided to do is add nonfiction to my reading list. Now, I typically do not read nonfiction, but I read Tap of the Brown's book and I think I'm ready. Um, it still wasn't my thing but it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be this is what i'm saying is i enjoy especially the last chapter i'm just not one of those people who loves those 
you know, feel good. Hey, great. But she has a great story to tell, and I love reading about her story. And that part of it, I really enjoyed. So I thought, okay, I, I'm not so against this, you know, reading about people's story. So I think I'm ready. Um, I don't know which four books I plan to read during the first two weeks of my recovery. When I find out, I'll let you know. Now, I do have a few on the list that I'm interested in reading. I like local authors. I'm currently reading a book by local author Sharina Harris, and Perfectly Happy. Now, Sharina has a new book I'm interested in reading, and for a penny, and I probably will get that during my recovery. I'm also considering Viola Davis's book, Finding Me. In one of my online book groups, the reviews were as expected, because I had already heard excerpts from her book when she was promoting it oh lord it sounds so sad like she was really really freaking poor and i was like man like just her reading part i was like oh it's so sad it's so sad and i don't know if i want to be sad at the same time i'm like honey sis is doing her thing do you see my Ella davis so it's like I, part of me thinks that i'm gonna be sad for sad but great because she's great I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if I'm up for that during my recovery, but we shall see. Now, one of my friends is introducing me to Bernice McFadden. And together, we're going to read Sugar and some of Zane, honey. Woo, y'all know Zane. You know, she erotica. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to read Zane. I used to read Zane a long time ago. Anywho, I'm still interested in reading the Alice Cross series by James Patterson. Now, (laughs) y'all, I looked at my my little small book collection for... Um, the Alice Cross series. I want the whole series. Now, I, I prefer to buy my books at the library book sale. Now, look, I ain't stupid. I know you can order books online, but that's not how I like to do it. I like to support the local libraries. So, like, I would go to the lo- two local libraries that was close to me, and they when they had these book sales, and I like to buy James Patterson books that way. That's why I only have three and I haven't been in a while. So, um, I have three books in his 31 book series. (laughs) Now, I've read more than three, but I don't remember which ones I've read before. So, I thought I'm just going to start over. So, the ones I own are in this series, number 12, which is Cross, number 13, which is Double Cross, and number 22, Hope to Die. So, those are the numbers I have, so I'm missing 1 through 11, and then 14 through 21, and then 23 through 31. <laughs> Whatever. So, I think as far as the recovery, I got my books. Well, almost ready. I got a good idea which direction I want to go with for my recovery books. Speaking of recovery. So, like I mentioned earlier, my girls will be back in school. Now, my oldest, like I said, starts three days, goes back to school three days before the surgery. Now, my youngest goes to school locally here. She doesn't live here, but she goes to the dorm. And she and I have been talking. We still haven't quite ironed out everything. Um, but she says she's willing to be home and help me recover. The thing is, about she's still going to have to go to school. So, I don't, I won't, I'm not freaking... Invalid. I, I can get up. I, it'll be hard. But um, she still is going to have to go back to class. She still has to study. She has clubs. I'm not really sure, y'all. Um, she wants to be here. And we're, we're ironing out the details. We talked about meals. She doesn't really like to cook. So, 
Uh, when I talked to my surgeon, she was like, if you prepare in advance, you can have two weeks worth of food because she doesn't really want me cooking. Um, so she was like, you know, do some stuff that you can just easily heat. Uh, if I had people who are in my circle who who known about the who know about the surgery and my concerns with the girls and how we're going to get everything to work out, have volunteered. I was like, look, whatever you need, you know, if we need to do a meal train. The thing is about the meal train now, y'all know I'm plant-based. So if you want to cook for me, please remember no meat, no dairy, no milk. Now, because my daughter is here and she won't be able to cook a lot. If you don't want to go down that route, but you still want to help, I'm totally open. If you're interested in making non-vegan food for my daughter caregiver, just message me and I can tell you what she likes. Um, anyway, as you can see, a lot going on and that's why I have an MIA mostly on social media and on the podcast. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah. I please check out my 2023 goals on social media and the website. I'll be 48 on January 10th. So my numbers are four and eight. Those are gonna be my go-to numbers for 2023. Like, let me tell you what I mean. Like, I have a goal of 48,000 followers slash subscribers. See, four and eight. <laughs> and I'm echoing in 2023 what my doctor said to me. 2023 is going to be a great year for me. Now, if you throw in a job and a winning lottery ticket, I believe it. So here's to the best version of myself in 2023. Like the great Mary J. Blige says in the song, theme song for my life just fine. I like what I see when I'm looking at me, when I'm walking past the mirror. Don't stretch through the night at a time in my life. Ain't worried about it if you feel it. Got my head on straight. I got my vibe right. I ain't gonna let you kill it. You see, I wouldn't change my life. My life's just fine. Meet me on the other side of 45. It's a podcast, website, Instagram, Facebook. And guess what? Now I'm on TikTok. <laughs> New episodes are released every Monday. Thank you for tuning in. And please don't forget to rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts so others can find it. It helps me grow my podcast. Your feedback and support is greatly appreciated.